I'm Bobby. I'm Nathan. And this could be... This could definitely be a podcast. Right now. Right now, doing it. How you can't multitask? Nobody can multitask. Nobody can? Nobody can. Not high-level functioning multitasking. What's high-level functioning, though? (laughs) Driving a car and texting at the same time. (laughs) That's true. That's dangerous, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's impossible. So it's... You, our brains literally can't, and we lose information, and we lose, uh, we lose focus in between. A- as we switch from one task to another, mm-hmm. it's we we can't we no. we lose information. We can't lose that gap in time. I don't know because I consider myself. I understand in the short term, like in the short little yeah. bursts of multitasking. But when I have to jump from like video editing to real estate and pop back and forth between that on like a multiple times in a given day where it's like yeah shutting off this part of your brain to do this and then you have to turn this part of your brain I, on to I do that. I think I think that's <clears throat> I think that that's understandable. I think the multitasking most people are thinking about would be watching TV and texting or I'm listening to music but also I'm I'm listening to a lecture, but I'm also writing an email, right? You're not, you're not. Yeah. If I'm like, if I'm writing an email, I generally have to shut off because you know me, I have my show. I have like a show on at any point in time of the day. And that's your white noise. That's my white noise. The office is your white noise. Yeah. Or America's white noise. That's what I like to call it. (laughs) That's what it is. But anything is anything that's on. I'm, I've seen it enough times that I don't have to pay attention to it, but I like it on. It's comfort. It's a warm blanket for you. Yeah, but if I have to like type an email, for sure I. Some of them are so formulaic where I can get through it without. Sure. But some of them are. I'm like, no, I gotta really pay attention yeah. to what I'm doing. I should pause this real quick because I yeah. don't need to hear this joke again. But. You gotta hear the joke again. I don't need to hear the joke again. So. Yeah, you, it's it's he, more he, important to write a well count, uh, composed email than it is to hear, Michael Scott's uh, <laughs> you know millionth joke. Of, yeah. That's what she said. I. I think the best example of not being able to multitask is turning down the radio as you're looking for a house address. Oh, see, I, I mean, I'm driving around. Yeah. I'm looking for a house. What, okay. What number is it? Um, what street am I looking for? You turn down the radio and you hone in and you, but focus. how often do you listen to the radio anymore? I mean, Oh, like, no, but I'll stop my podcast or whatever. You'll stop. your uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, well, because again, a song limiting, is different than a podcast. I mean, again, like, I'm limiting my input. And maybe it's just me being a musician for so many years, but like I can shut off a song in my head and, yeah. and not pay attention to it. And but a podcast, I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to hear that information. So do you shut it off while you're performing? Do I shut off hearing the song? Yeah, while you're performing, do you shut off your brain while you're performing and think about other things? Oh, I'm I'm looking at a and ton are, of different things. You are not giving the audience the full experience. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, no. I'm paying attention to your every move. I'm making sure that you have an environment that is cultivated specifically for your, you know, but desires. You're not focusing on the music, Bobby. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, no. It's that, I'm that good of a musician. <laughs> I can focus on other things. I think most yeah. performers do that. It becomes, once a, once a song or any kind of performance becomes like the back of your hand, then you can oh, yeah. really focus on the other things that are going out there. Sure. You can see if someone's, you know, leaning into talk. That was the whole thing. Like, cause again, we're not trying to like blow people out of the water, but if like people are like leaning into talk, having a tough time talking with oh. each other in a room, I'll keep an eye out for That's that. That's interesting. I'll keep an eye out if people are, you know, if they have the look of like their, their heads nodding, you know, just yeah. 
Oh, I really like this song or something like that. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out for that. And then the one thing I mainly take a look out for is the drunk bitch that wants to dance way too close to me. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the one I can't that's stand and I got to shut that shit down right away. Ma'am, you can dance. Just you have to be at least 10 feet away from me. A safe distance. I was social distancing long before any of this <laughs> going on with, with the drunk girls dancing. But they're, it's like a moth to a flame. If a, a drunk girl wants to dance, yeah. they want to come up as close to you as humanly possible and then start, get this, spinning around. And it's like, no, that's the worst dance move to do Followed right Followed by the sound, woo! That's, that's usually like the indicator. That's like the primal that's, scream that's the sc- that you hear. Yeah, it's just yeah. uh, Woo! that's the yeah. kind of like there's more of a, I don't know, a little infle- bit higher register, uh, an inflection like in the middle, like a Woo! that kind of thing. Oh, but, it goes up. Yeah, that usually indicates I've had way too many drunk, drunk girl woo, like rum and diets or whatever the hell they're drinking. And yeah. then it's God save you if you're playing a song that they like. like that's the one nice oh. thing about music kind of dying where we don't in my eyes is that yeah. I don't stay up to date with contemporary music, but. I'd imagine if I played some T Swift song and I have not listened to a single song from T Swift. But then again, that goes back to like You've me. listened to a T Swift song. What are you talking about? I mean not like a recent like her new album. I yeah, yeah, but she just dropped. She, it just she dropped. She just dropped. Oh it just dropped. Awesome. Wow. You know. Congratulations. <laughs> no, no. What do you mean? To, oh to T Swift? To T Swift. Yeah, T Swift. Yeah. Congratulations. She needs yeah. it from us. She, she needs, needs that affirmation. She does. She's been waiting for it for a while. It's but again, the drunk girl dancing at, drunk girl a, at dancing. a show is one of the most dangerous things we can run into. Right behind that is the drunk dude that wants to fight, but that's very rare to see. That's interesting. Okay. I'm trying to tie this into a podcast, Freakonomics podcast that I listened to just recently because I finally got back to my back catalog. Okay. Oh, the negativity bias, right? The negativity bias. Ne- we, are, we are pre-programmed to focus on the negativity. Okay. It's as human as humans in general in humans where we like amplify negative comments more than we amplify positive comments. We focus on our our headwinds. We don't we don't celebrate and recognize our tailwinds. Right. Where where things are pushing us and we're happy. Our good times don't feel nearly as good as how bad or bad times are. are feeling. So. Mm-hmm. Do are, do drunk girls just like have their negativity bias turned off? You know that part is just clicked off f- for for them. They're like give a shitter. Is that what yeah, you mean? I, yeah, like, I mean, well, no. Like if I, I mean, drunk. I mean, I don't know. Hey, I don't like your dancing. Oh, I've insulted many of them. I mean, it's it's a whole process. And does it, is, and, but does it immediately shut down? Uh, no. It usually turns to anger. What, but also as compared to I've like take, I've the, taken, I like your dancing, like those things. Let me let me go on. Clarify this because I think a lot of people are going to misunderstand what I'm saying. When I'm, I'm not playing, like you, it's fine. That's fine, but not don't like me for the right reasons. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I'm performing, I'm usually like sitting down and stuff yeah. like that. And generally, there's not a stage, so usually yes. you're on the same so level. You're, you're a same level performer. Same level performer. So. When they crash into me, I'm already in a disadvantage. They're already above me. They're falling into my yeah. equipment. They're falling into my... And it's happened multiple times. I believe you. I know this. And I understand. So when we're performing on a stage and drunk girls are dancing or you know just drunk people you are dancing... You go to town. It's, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. I will play everything you want to hear. I, will, I don't care because I'm not... I'm, 
Because I'm, I'm above you. I'm better than you. But that's why stages exist. So you don't. <laughs> so you Is don't that get what, well, yeah, sure. We can look it up. But no. But when I'm on the same level and they're getting their whirly bird drunk things, because they always have a drink in their hand, too. That's the other thing where I start to spin with no control and I have an open drink here and that's just going to fly everywhere and they don't care. They don't so, care. Um, and usually, usually they're not alone. It's very rare. Just one drunk girl dancing. Yeah. Usually at least three. And they're all kind of, I don't know. They're dancing to the one song. So I've, I've gone through different moments of after the first few had fallen into me mm-hmm. and like destroyed stuff. I'm destroyed like, stuff. Yeah. Like they, we were playing a show and I had a, my, my song book. And everything like that. And that was oh. on, you know, just the like reference of the song. Sure. And everything like that. Oh, and no, you don't No, You can pretend. Well, what? That you know, every song. Well, I, I know a lot of them, but anyway, <laughs> she fell into that. Uh, yeah. She broke the music stand. She broke your music. She stand. broke the music stand. And then uh, in the middle of the show, all the pages flew out of the onto the stage. And I'm like, fuck, that's yeah. like a lot of work. Now to, I got to like, like put it back together. I got to put all this back together, and it can't happen tonight. And she was gone. And she's like, sorry. Uh," And then just gets up and walks away. Goes out into the ether of the night. Yeah. Um, I've had drinks spilled on like my pedals. Like I have a nice looper pedal. um, It's like 300 bucks and been drumped, like dumped beer and stuff on and everything. And have to like stop the show. I'm sure. What is it? Frying shit? Yeah. I mean, I, that, in that situation, we like cut the song. I'm like, stop right now. You know, hard cut. And then, Unplug everything, turn it upside down, everything to shake uh, it out. And I was like, fuck. and they don't care because they're just like, they don't know the that's songs a, go? Like, like a two hundred dollar pedal or, or no. I, well, I don't know how much pedals cost. I that don't. one was that was like two fifty okay. is what that one was when I bought it. But yeah. also that's not a, like a frequently used prize on Prices Right or Supermarket not, Sweep. No. But I can guess. No, <laughs> but now you can. Now I can. Yeah. That's two fifty. Yeah, the boss loop station. That's two fifty. The boss, boss, boss two, boss, boss loop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like two fifty, but two fifty. Okay. So now you know. Now I, now I know. Be a, like Do you a need weird... some kind of screen, like some kind of plexiglass screen for your? I always wanted to play in front of like the Blues Brothers, uh, like chicken wire. <laughs> chicken wire. I always thought that'd be fun. Yeah. Without uh... the people throwing shit at you. But again, if I have a stage and screen, I'm going to play the things I think you want to hear. I think there's also like a like a similar scene from Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. It's been it's since been, the first time I watched Howard the Duck. Since it's I've been a long Howard. time since I've seen Howard the Duck. Also, I remember like it was referenced in a Who's the Boss episode where they showed Howard the Duck on the plane. So that's how you know how hmm. bad, uh, you know, her uh, plane ride was. On who's the boss? Uh, on who's the boss? She was watching Howard the Duck. Yeah, Alyssa Milano like took a plane to go to somebody's funeral, and was like, "How was the plane ride? It's pretty bad." They showed Howard the Duck. Oh, hold for laughs. I don't know. I as a kid, I don't remember hating it. I remember like hearing that joke and be like, "Man, Howard the Duck must be awful." And then have you ever seen it? And then what? What? I I really need to like find a better way of saying this i have watched i want to say a majority if not all of howard the duck on the saturday afternoon matinee on like television with commercials Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i think it's much raunchier than the saturday right matinee 
So I think like between A, my, me watching it as a child and B, watching it in not the true form, the director wanted it in not its true form. I'm not sure if I've actually seen it, you know? That's that, fair. I, I, I don't know if I have. I remember going to a sleepover and it's weird, you know, you have a lot of sleepovers as a kid. Yeah. But this one stuck out sure, a lot. Sure. I mean, if you got friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. If you have <laughs> friends, you know, you can go to sleepovers. Um, but I remember we went, I specifically remember this sleepover. Yeah. We watched Howard the Duck and I think we watched it at night and then again in the morning because we liked it that much. Oh, interesting. And it was at that time. Because, uh, yeah, what's her name? Leah? Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Tim Robbins? I didn't remember Tim, Tim Robbins. Robbins. I didn't know Tim Robbins at the time. And also Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Who's Who's Jeffrey Jones? You might have seen oh, yeah. him from Tuned In. Yeah. He's that Stay guy. tuned. No, he's one of those many that guy. Oh, that guy. He, he was on him. Stay Tuned. He uh, He played the devil's assistant in the Stay Tuned. He was also uh, the principal and He Ferris was Bueller's also uh, Rooney and also was arrested for Sexual yeah, like assault or yeah, No, it was pedophilia. Was it pedophilia? It was pedophilia. Uh, let's see here. Dun, dun, yep. dun. After 2002, had been accused of hiring a 14-year-old boy to pose for sexually explicit photographs. He was charged with one felony count of employing a minor for purposes of taking sexually explicit photos and a misdemeanor count of possessing child pornography and released on $20,000 bail. That seems like a, not a lot of money for bail. Um. Yeah. Also, you know, he's, I mean... I don't know. Maybe he's oh, he not was, rich. He was placed on the sex offender registry, given five years probation in order to undergo counseling. Hmm. The misdemeanor charge of possession or control of a child pornography was, was dropped. dropped. He's also a member of the Beta Theta Phi fraternity, just that's, FYI. That's right below that one <laughs> for some reason. Uh, he played Hamlet in second grade? Noted. Okay. It's a uh, weird list of uh, Here's my trivia. question. Can you go ahead and just look up his net worth just so I can see if that $20,000 was really... Is really you know, appropriate. I'll pose this here real quick too. How many other Jeffrey Joneses do you think we're going to get before we get to? Oh no. If you go Jeffrey Jones net worth, I don't know. I don't can't think of any other Jeff Jones. Maybe that one who played for the Astros, right? (laughs) There's a good chance. Let's think here. Oh, number one. Mm -hmm. Birth place of birth, Buffalo, New York, a hundred thousand to $1 million. That's a, that's a, Shitty range. That's, yeah, that's not true. My God. What was his back end for uh, Ferris Bueller's? Ferris now. Bueller. 1.5 mil. Huh. So if he, he would not be able to be one of the the bachelors on who wants to marry a multimillionaire. Is that what I'm hearing? It's the interesting related uh, related net worths of Neil, Neil McDonough. And then Thomas F. Wilson. And then Daphne. Daphne Zuniga, who Zuniga. is that? Was she on Gilmore Girls? It looks like she's the lady from is Gilmore it? Girls. Once again, can you tell these white people apart? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she was family not. ties. Oh, One Tree Hill. She was on. Okay, One, okay. See, okay. I thought it looked a lot like uh, Xena Warrior Princess. What's her name? Oh, uh, uh, Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless. She could pass for like an older Lucy Lawless right now. Lucy Lawless looks completely different than uh, she did as Xena. Um, I mean, just like with her blonde hair, is that the last thing you saw? Her? She, she's yeah, she was on Parks and Rec. She played Ron Swanson's uh, wife. Oh yeah, and it oh, took yeah. me multiple viewings 
to be like, oh my, oh, oh that's Lucy Lawless. That's Lucy Lawless, wow. Maybe because I forgot Zena and everything, but I remember what was the the Spartacus, uh, Spartacus stars TV show. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that? No, I was a Hercules guy. Oh, well, Kevin Sorbo all the way. That's Xena Warrior Princess. That they're Xena and Hercules were both. Hercules came first. They Xena were both, was a tie-in. Uh, what's the word? Remember that uh, specifically. You know, they were both. They were brother sister sitcoms. Sure. Well, no. Anyhow, Spartacus was the stars mm-hmm. like show. Had nothing to do with Xena. It has nothing Hercules. to do with that. No, it was about it was a remake of the story of Spartacus. Anyhow, it was basically softcore. Oh, boy. and yeah, you know, as and, much as and Lucy Lawless was there. Yeah, and I feel that's what like Stars and Cinemax and uh, Showtime. Stars and Cinemax they they it's lean into that softcore. softcore. They they really do. Mm-hmm. Well, as our wives are downstairs watching Outlander, Outlander, right which now, is softcore porn, which has several elements, elements of softcore pornography to it, right. which I find interesting. Yeah, Spartacus, it was all right. I remember enjoying it. Because of the softcore porn aspect? Or? Uh, no, that was always like, like, uh, can we just go back to like, you know, fighting and stuff? Because I feel like it's like a Quidditch match in, in Harry Potter. You don't care. I, yeah. Where it's just like literally we're going to stop everything going on and we're just going to spend 15 minutes on this. Is it the porn or the fighting that they stop and, and then just go to? They stop the fighting to go and have like a five minute porn scene. Gotcha. And it's basically like Quidditch. Where it's you know, I thought like that's why. Stop ab- everything. Everything comes to an absolute halt. And we're going to live in this in the moment thing that's happening right now for 10 to 15 minutes. I thought that's what Game of Thrones got right. It's just the when to place the when, porn. When, when to timely place the sex right, and everything. Right. Because it was, it was really well done. The sex was just absolutely perfect. As John Oliver said in Community, they got the incest real right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. You okay. don't agree that they did... Uh, got the incest just right? There wasn't enough birth defects. Well, was, I, Here's the deal. I'm not British. I don't know. The birth defects are actual physical defects usually and mental well, stuff. Well, it, it was a fictional world, so we don't know if the same rules we don't apply. Know, we don't know if genetics apply the same. Yeah, we, we can't assume that. Uh, hold on. We do know because, listen, uh, Robert Barathe and all of his children had dark... You know, dark black Just hair. Just because one element of the wor- of our world <laughs> and all translates the la- into and all the Lannisters world. were golden blondes, so it, it doesn't mean that certain like certain things like uh, the insectual <laughs> uh, deformities. We don't know how deformities tra- work in Westeros. Yeah, yeah. We sure. have to ask George R. R. Martin that. That's the first thing I'm going to ask him. Okay. <laughs> Do incest how, deformities exist? Deformities as no, but uh, I remember. So the well, here, well hold on one second. Go on. I mean. Uh, Joffrey was clearly like something was wrong with him. I mean, who Joffrey Baratheon, which was uh, man, it's been a while. Um, Jamie and yeah, uh, Cersei's, Cersei's child. Which one? The Joffrey Baratheon, the one that the the mad like not the Mad King, but the little son of a bitch that um, was oh, poisoned no. at his wedding. Yeah, he wasn't. There wasn't anything wrong with him. He was a spoiled I brat. A, I think there was a there lot was, of things. No, wrong he with was him. a spoiled brat. I that's would, a, that's a very n- nurture over nature situation there, <laughs> and not you know had nothing to do with this brother and sister no. or his mom being brother and sister. Um, the the who 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 are the bad people? Who who's the Mad King? What was uh what was that family name? 
Baratheon. Fuck. No, Bar- oh, uh, Targaryen. Targaryen. The Targaryen. So, like the Targaryen family history that George R. R. Mer- was that called like Fire and Blood? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, that like family history. They talked about like there was a couple like babies that came out, and they swear they were dragons. They were like yeah. scaly and and stuff like that. But that's bestiality. That's not incest. I don't think they had sex with the dragons. Who knows? We Who, never got who's to, that. to say? Didn't that HBO series get picked up? Wasn't it the history uh, of the Targaryens? Maybe. Uh, it was interesting. Like that was a that was a book that was not meant to be consumed through audio. Like that needed to be like set down and have the book in front of you with a family tree. And I was like, mm-hmm. as I was listening to this book on audio, I was like, okay, who the fuck are they talking about right now? Because everybody's name sounds the absolute fucking same. Because it's a family. It's a family. And trying to honor... It has nothing to do with their race. It's a family coming from a distinct region, so everybody's name sounds the same. I mean, I bet you could say, like, a lot of Italian people's names... We, I get what you're saying. You don't sound, about, sound the same, you, yes, you don't right? Have, yeah. So the Targaryens, a lot of people's names fucking sound the same. Mm-hmm. This is like, who the fuck are they talking about right now? What's going on? Man, I need some kind of, like, diagram to explain... Whose kid is this and who's what's going on? Mm-hmm. I don't have that. What the fuck am I? Uh, who are you talking about? Yeah. All right. And then I'm like, yeah. And then I was at a bookstore and I found that book. I'm like, oh man, I really like that book. And then I like picked it up and started looking. I'm like, son of a bitch. Did they give you a family <laughs> tree? <with it? laughs> There's a family tree right here. This is like, oh, this would have been beneficial yeah. for me to have in front of me as I'm listening to this because otherwise I'm like, who are they well, again, talking about multitasking, like that's not a situation where you're listening to a book and even like driving a car. Right. Because you're going to fade in and fade out yeah. of that so much. You're going to lose. Sure. Obviously going to pay attention to driving. And, and also like that book in particular was, okay, I'm going to read the Wikipedia page on this family. Mm-hmm. And every so often we'll dip in and tell a little story, a little narrative but this is literally just a Wikipedia page about what happened. Mm-hmm. And so it was much differently, like as far as a storytelling presented, it was, it was much different compared to the rest of game of Thrones. Series. I, I did see recently a person driving a very large pickup truck, like, you know, like one of those souped up pickup trucks and everything. Yeah. And they had the, uh, above the windshield decal, just Ooh. fire and blood. And I was like, wow, that's, is that's that a game of Thrones? That's like, is that a game of Thrones reference? Or is there or some other, like, else? Yeah, is fine. there some kind of, uh, <laughs> white supremacist or <laughs> yeah. some kind of, uh, it's like the only like, two things some, that matter. Some kind of segregation, segregation or some kind of radical, uh, separation, revolutionary people that are into fire and blood that I don't know about. And probably there is leave a comment below and I'll tell you <laughs> or, or don't, but or, that's I mean, or you I don't mean, have to do whatever you do. Don't link or send me messages about <laughs> where to find more about fire and blood. Well, no, not the George R. 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 Martin. We already established that. It's not that we don't want to know. I want to, I, I want to know more about George R. R. Martin's book and like his thought mm-hmm. process. What are your thoughts on, um, what do you call those? I mean, like, it's not a car. Is it a? It's because that's not a sticker. Obviously, that's like, a decal. A decal. I a mean, that's, decal is the phrase. Yeah. What's my opinion yeah. on it? Yeah. Um, I, I don't. You and again, I aren't car guys. Once right. Once again, 
I am not someone who's really into telling people, hey, how I feel, ask my wife. Um, telling people, like announcing and informing people, and like I'm, I want people to know what I think about X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And I understand the irony of that. I've had, yes, I, as we're I've got a podcast. podcast. That's fine. Uh, I don't believe in bumper stickers. But you're also not blaring your podcast from your car 24-7, which right. I feel like a, a decal or... That's what it is. I mean, even a bumper sticker. Have you ever had a bumper sticker on a no. car? No. No, because... I've been guilty of having bumper stickers, but... It, the only reason I'd have a bumper sticker if it was like completely, absolutely ironic mm-hmm. and like done as a joke. As a complete joke. But that, even then you have to... You have to have the sticker you on have to have, right. all the time. You have to right. live the joke. Right. And and that's not me because I, once again, I'll never get a tattoo because I don't believe in the permanency of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says the guy with five kids and a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, they could leave at any moment. Don't like, worry. It's like, I'm ready to walk out. No, it's on my wife. I love my wife. Um, <laughs> um, but also, but yeah, I mean, something like a, like I even find it with a graphic, like graphic tees and everything like that. Like, my wife sure. um, has recently bought me a couple new shirts, and it's the first time she's ever bought me shirts. Like joke shirts? No, just like bought like me shirts. a shirt? Yeah, I'm wearing it currently. Oh, uh, yeah. Dangerous situation. My wife goes to Target alone, which is uh, dangerous for any any person's wife. But uh, My wife. Yeah. But she went, and uh, she came back, and she's like, I got you shirts, and it's the first time she ever bought me shirts. Mm. And then she's like, I almost bought you this Nirvana shirt. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know, thank I don't you. think you would want, wouldn't want that. I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank that's, you, that's thank a, you for thinking this through. Yeah. And that's why I love her. But <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that's, that's a, that's a statement that you're making and I'm never going to walk around. I'll wear my Wilco t-shirt that no one knows. It's a Wilco t-shirt sure, sure. that I bought at a concert, but that's I don't need to mom wear move, I don't need way. to, what, buy me shirts? No, or, like. I know you like this, so I got you a shirt with it. Yeah, yes, ex- exactly. And I have many of those shirts that my mom has given me. So I, I know you that. like this. I know you like this, so here, wear it. And I don't need to wear a Target edition Nirvana shirt that Kurt Cobain would just roll yeah. over in his grave being like, what the hell? The only shirt I have like that is the shirt that I bought in high school of the Thundercats because I really like the Thundercats. And I still that's still in rotation. But today. I feel, was that from like a Target or... It might have been Gadzooks or okay, that or, I feel or like Hot was, Topic or or something like that. I, I mean, that was the front lines of it. Of yeah. the ironic, uh, cool T-shirt. Uh, yeah, I don't. I know mean, if, I guess I don't know if cool, but that's what if, it's coming off like, of. Oh. I mean, a lot of all the people wearing like a like a Super Mario Brothers T-shirt or some or a Star Wars T-shirt or yeah, something like that, like vintage cool stuff. And that's. But I feel like that's a know. statement, and I'm walking. If I'm walking down the street, that's a statement that I'm making. I want and you, I have to live with it. I want you to know that I know what Mario is, and you should know that I know what Mario is, and that Mario is a thing. Right. And I think that's, I mean, to an even greater extent, having a car decal of really anything. I mean. Uh, but it, that's, that's a day-in, day-out choice. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. to, to an even greater yeah. level. You're driving around. I always see like the in-memoriam decals and everything like that where... That's the best. Yeah. That's the best way to memorialize, memorialize your, you know, yeah. whoever it is in your life. Yeah, I, I no, that's not something I'm into. How much I, would that even cost? I was to buy like a hundred mem- in memoriam de- decals. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't put bumper stickers. 
I did for a long period of time in high school. I mean, it started off with wearing like I had a Twinkies shirt. But and, we're talking what, a, what? In a Mr. Bubble shirt. What uh? What years are we talking here? Because this, this... Uh, we're talking. Well, I would say this is. We're talking actually eighth grade. Eighth grade, so nineteen ninety six slash seven, through I don't know ninety ninety nine two thousand two thousand, and then I got into vintage shirts, and that's like going to garage sales and going to the the rerun store mm-hmm. and buying shirts, and it, it was uh, and for me, I became a very snobby purchaser of vintage shirts and yeah and i I had a whole criteria like i don't want a white shirt because white's the cheapest like shirt you can buy like in bulk i want to put a pin in this right now here real quick because i want to get back to this as well but um it's even worse than we thought the in memoriam decal is like a five to ten dollar purchase yeah which here i was thinking it was like i mean i'm sure custom i bet you can get a bolt i bet you can get i bet if you went through an actual like a vendor, like if you went to your screen printing shop, they, they've got, uh, they know how to get these in bulk. And I bet you can get that down to $2. You can purchase those at bulk for $2 a piece. That makes the, that makes the memoriam even that much. But they also sell it. But I'm saying like, it's not even like it's not even a a financial investment that you're giving. No, it's well, here's the deal. I bet uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here that it most people, if I'm selling a decal of my beloved best friend, right? Yeah. Tony. Tony. Yeah. You know, in loving memory of Tony. Cystic fibrosis. May he ride with the angels. 1983 to. 1776 it would i would sell those for ten dollars and i'd pocket take the eight dollars and then put it into some kind of memorial or scholarship or some horseshit or for his kids because it's that's the saddest part about tony's death is the kids he left behind yeah anyway so uh yeah so criteria of vintage t-shirts it was and granted this was like 2000 Mm -hmm. so I really wanted anything from 1990 or older mm-hmm. if it had a date on it. Yeah. I'm right uh, with you, man. Um, wanted not white shirt. Just because it would last longer? Uh, no, because like white ones, white is the cheapest color to purchase in bulk. What specific, I mean, were you just looking for um, time stamped shirts from this specific age or were you looking no, for like band looking, t-shirts? I was always or, looking something, for something weird. Yeah. Something. So I, it, Here's the deal, and I can remember this. I have, I call it the three C's. Okay. I, like, this is a full-on thing. You wait, man. I, I'm right here with you. Cut, color, and content. Okay. Cut, if it's an odd cut, if it's a ring shirt, if it's a V-neck, mm-hmm. if it's, like, has the non, if it has seams down the sides where it was two pieces sewn together where it was older, mm-hmm. okay, that's good. That's that's really solid. Color, we're talking about also like type of fabric also goes into color. Mm-hmm. So if I want something a little bit softer or if it is it health red worn, is it, yeah. is it not white? What color is it? Is it an odd color? Is it a brown? Is it whatever? Mm-hmm. And then content where it's 
Okay, like literally, I have was it, it's the it goes against the my my n- number system before nineteen ninety. It was the nineteen ninety three Orthogenesis Eastern Tour. Okay. Uh, and it was a red shirt, and I'm like, what the fuck is an Orthogenesis? And it was like, it's like somebody who studies el- evolution. Okay. <laughs> and like, and they were just going on a tour. And it was like, and it was like, uh, it was like an Eastern Tour. But it also like and it was like Detroit and I want to say also Minneapolis was also on the list mm-hmm. as well and it was just like the Eastern Seaboard, pretty much well everything like east of the Mississippi mm-hmm. and it had a whole list Except of Minneapolis. But yeah, so content. Yeah. I mean content. I've got a wonderful pink shirt uh, for like a Taekwondo tournament from like '89. Gotcha. That has like all all of the care like it's got an. A, a guy in a karate outfit, mm-hmm. but his skin pigment is like bright orange. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like you. that. Okay. I mean, I'm, my, I, my th- th- those were my three C's. My years of going thrift shopping and searching for fairly similar content. Uh, I mean, yeah. I always go through and mine was the consistency of the shirt. Because sure. I always found like I would imagine the shirts that you just described. Th- those were a heavier shirt. I would imagine a little bit heavier. Right. Yeah. So I always liked if I could find a soft shirt, you know, that would fit yeah. and everything. I remember I had one. It was a um, it was a women's soccer shirt that I found in the men's section of Goodwill because that's how well it's, you know, done because they don't read them or anything like that. But it said one more goal. That's all it did. It said one more goal on the back. Nothing else. Yeah. And there was a little, there was like a little indicator of the, the school and uh, girls soccer in the that back. That's it. And I was in it. The fabric was so amazing. And I was like, mm. I'm like this. Yeah. One more goal. Sure. Just one more goal. And there was nothing else to it. And I was like, this is nice. I had that shirt for fucking ever. And I like, as I said, my favorite, I'll go through like, as I'm looking through pictures, like old Facebook pictures, they'll like pop up and, and stuff. And it's just like, what happened to that shirt? Cause that was a really good shirt. Oh yeah. I had another one that was, uh, I found it was I heart Maine and it was, some some place in Maine, yeah. and again similar fabric. It was great. I heart Maine, and the amount of people in my time of owning that shirt that came up to me like, "You from Maine? You from Maine?" I'm like, "Never no. been, never been actually." You never been to Maine? I've never been to Maine. I gotta go because I love this shirt so much. I almost <laughs> want to go. I forget where it was in Maine, but the, the amount of times it wasn't Bangor and it wasn't Portland. It was something with an N, but. The amount of times I'd be walking down the street in various different places and be like, hey, Maine, Maine, Maine. I'm like, yeah. I mean, listen, if I was in Louisiana and I saw somebody with a Tiger Hot shirt, I'm not going to yell at him across the street. Uh, but, if, but if I happen to like walk past them, hey, mm-hmm. guess my I'd do that. I got yeah, and we well we did that. We were when we were in New York last year. Um, we were waiting out a rainstorm um, yeah. at a at the Yankee Tavern, um, and we heard these guys next to us started. They were talking about Des Moines, and they're like gorgeous, gorgeous, right? So, and normally I'm not one to do that, but it was, you know, it felt right. So we we struck up a conversation, and oh. they were like, oh yeah, Dubuque, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, I want to go back to the thrift store shops. Sure. Do, you, do you have a favorite shirt? That you ever found at a thrift store? Oh. Um, or like your your best find where you're like, holy shit, I cannot believe I found this. 
Uh, I and I do I still have it? I think I might still have it. I think I because I took all the shirts because of course I've become obese since high school, <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, I can't get rid of this shirt. Yeah, because it's just this is so gonna, good. I'm either gonna get back into it or uh, it's just gonna stay. It's with just me. gonna One yeah. And so it's like it's like literally in a bin, and mm-hmm. it's I've got this sweet windbreaker, okay, from uh the Casa de oh gosh what was it it was Casa de something, something like a like an RV camper park okay in Tempe Arizona all right and it's just like this awful poop brown just wind the windbreaker top or wind, the windbreaker yeah wind, top and windbreaker and uh, with yellow lettering on it and okay and it's just like oh. Just perfect. Just I love gorgeous. it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I bought some like plaid polyester pants over the years mm-hmm. as well. I'm really big fan of off color stitching. Like, yeah, me too. Like me that's too. like, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I need right now. I remember I found, in when I was in high school, we found because every once in a while you could go to like a Goodwill or a thrift shop and see like when the new batch of clothes came in or like uh, when the, when they would le- release yeah. someone's mom cleaning out their son or daughter's yes. you know closet estate sales <laughs> yeah stuff like that and we were going through and i found a white zombie t-shirt oh, yeah. and again before amazon before you know you'd have to like order in a magazine right. to get a white zombie oh. t-shirt in dubuque iowa yes because you couldn't go to yonkers and buy yeah. one or you had to go see white zombie and play and i remember i found one i was like oh my god and then you just hold it because i had my buddies with me too like if I would have let that thing go, they would have gone to them and then I right. watched them wear all the time. But yeah. no, I snagged that one up and then I had a buddy lay much later on, uh, was getting married and I didn't own a suit. I was like, and mm. I have this weird, uh, approach to thrift shops where I feel like if I need something and I go to a thrift shop, it's going to present itself to me. It's going to be, okay. there. I'm going to find okay. it. You know, if I go, we, uh, so in this situation, we're yeah. looking for, I'm like I need, I need a I need a suit I need a nice suit I need a suit that looks like it was actually tailored for me not tailored for you know a man sure. much larger than me or smaller yeah. than me and yeah. everything with that and I found this sweet multi fabric off color brown and white three piece suit yes. vest yes sport jacket yes uh, it was a power suit I bought yes. it I was like this is and then with that I bought uh. Again, because I didn't have a suit. I also didn't have like a button down collared shirt <laughs> or a tie or shoes or socks to go what with What kind of these hobo things. person are you? Living? I was a young musician that didn't have a need for any of these things. I wear sandals and a t shirt. Um, so in that same. Lots changed since then, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wearing sandals and a t shirt. Um, but so in that one purchase, I found that three piece suit. Yeah. And again, it was gorgeous. I found a shirt that matched it. I found a tie that went with the whole ensemble. And I found shoes that went with it. I wore my own socks. That's amazing. Um, went there and I was like, it was my, it's still to the same, my favorite suit. And That's amazing. I just hold on to it because I just hold on to it. Never let this thing go. Never let it out of your sight. For some reason, it makes me think. So uh, when I in college, at Loris College, mm-hmm. uh, I was big into the theater department. I really enjoyed it. Anyway, what it doesn't matter. Yeah. But my roommate, uh-huh. uh, also in theater, and we would go and we'd go scour the uh, the costume shop because, you know, we just asshole kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the other thing: like, I lo- my time in Lor- at Loris College as a Loris player, like me and Dada Michi, 
two of a kind. <laughs> Anyhow, um, after my freshman year, I was given I was given a job. I was the stagehand. I was get, like stage uh, crew person, and I was the student worker. So I had keys to the theater, mm-hmm. and so that means just access to it all the time. It was amazing. I loved it. Like that really like was a really great part of my college experience. Anyhow, the point is, we'd go we'd go through uh, the the costume shop. And it's just like, okay, clearly somebody at some point donated a large quantity of tuxedos right? that were pastel. Like, oh, fun. There is blue and pink. We're talking like mid late 80s pastel? No, like like early 70s. Okay. Early 70s, late 70s. Gotcha. Pastel. And pastel, yeah, there was yellow, pink, blue. I don't remember. Was there another one or not? I don't think there. Maybe, maybe there was just like a red. Talking bell bottoms in as well, or um, no, the pants were black, but the suit jackets. That was oh, a, okay. But also like with velvet lapels. Yeah. And just really, it's really awesome. So we've gotten to the, the habit of pilfering the costume shop. And my roommate, he was a smaller stature dude. He found that at some point a dentist died. And donated all of his his suits mm-hmm. to the college. Gotcha. And they fit him like a fucking glove. When you find the <laughs> suit that fits you, it's like this is mine now. But they were all like handmade, mm-hmm. and there was like ten of them, and just like inlaid patterns on the inside jackets, and all three piece with pants, suit coat, and vest. Mm-hmm. And he probably ended up taking like three or four. Rightfully so. There it, is. I mean, it's like this is suit. not this is not gonna get used. No, clearly this is not gonna get used. So it's okay. Well, and if the suit fits you perfectly, and kind of like the suit that I found at the thrift shop, like this is mine now. Yeah, like this is gonna cost me. You know, uh, love that thrift shop. It's like five bucks. It's gonna cost me to get a three piece yes. suit. Oh, oh, um, where were you? Just by the way, uh, this is the Mission Thrift down at the down in Dubuque, Iowa, in the Main Street. Oh, but, okay. Uh, so. But again, that's what I love about a thrift shop. And it's the same way across the country. I've been through many of thrift yeah. shops and Goodwills and everything. It's Goodwills are a little more like Stay away from up. Goodwill. I, yeah. I think they're you too go marked to the, up. Ma, yeah, you go to the mom and pop thrift shop yeah. or pawn shop. I mean, pawn shop won't have the clothes. But right. but I remember when I first got a record player, um, we used to go around garage sailing. I hate the morning, but I will get up for golf in a garage Gr- sale. Golf in a garage if sale. If I need to. And... We found a record player yeah. for twenty dollars, and it was one of the old, like nineteen fifties. This is part like of your giant living con- room, set. like giant console. Yep. Oh yeah, giant console. I'm into it. It's still downstairs in my living room, but yeah, like one of the centerpieces of a living room. You know, this is our uh, record player, and I found it, and again, in the miracles of a garage sale, I'm like yeah. we're driving around in a like a four door sedan, like we can't <laughs> haul this thing away. I'm like, I'll pay you twenty bucks. Uh, let me, let me find a truck, you know? So sure. we have to round up a truck. I even forget. I think it was a buddy of mine who had a truck that we ended up getting loaded it up. And I was like, okay, now we got to go find records and everything with that. And we went to this pawn shop that we'd been going to forever. And you walk in and it's just, it's kind of like the pawn shop they go to in, uh, it's always sunny. I don't know if you remember that. I where, don't remember that episode where Mac and Charlie, uh, die. <laughs> they they no. fake their own death. No, anyway. I don't remember this. Very shady, but you can find anything. Like if you want to find, <laughs> if you want to find poppers, yeah. If you want to find an off-brand Gibson guitar, it's there. You know, there's also like a you know hand drill. Like it's just whatever you can think of. 
it's all over the place. And so we go there and they had known us for a while. That's yeah. these kids that come in. I'm like, Hey, do you guys have any records here? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Follow me. And he goes and he opens up a door in the floor that trap we had door. never, yeah, yeah. trap door in the floor. And we're just dumb kids. We're like, all right, go. Cool. This is not weird. Let's just go downstairs. Yep, absolutely. And we go downstairs and it is just wall to wall records, like all throughout this basement. Whoa. All And he's just like, have at it. And he goes upstairs and just leaves us alone. We spend the rest of the day there. And we're just <laughs> going through, looking through all these records and everything like that. And just, we come up with stacks, you know, higher than our head. Stacks of wax. Stacks on stacks on stacks. And we set him down, and this is my favorite thing with a good thrift shop. You set it down, the guy just looks at it. Just eyes it up. Just eyes it up. And he goes, five bucks. Perfect. And I'm like, deal. And we, we would do that, and it would only be certain guys that would do that. Uh, some of the guys would like go through and like check it out and everything. Mm. Yeah, but you get that guy that just stares at and nothing's going through his brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just five bucks. Five bucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me a lot of... Uh, one of the convents in town, every uh, garage sale day here in town, mm-hmm. they, it's like literally everything's open and you just go through, people have donated stuff yeah. and you can walk up with piles of stuff. You set it down and they're like, well, what do you think it's worth? Yeah. I'm like, mm, I, I think this feels like 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was 10 bucks. Exactly. I got a problem. I picked up a, I I didn't pick up a camera there. I picked up a like a projector screen there. Mm-hmm. I've got a real problem with collecting vintage AV equipment. <laughs> it's well, it's tremendous value. It's a real well, like it doesn't. It's not going anywhere. It's That's not like, going anywhere. No one wants it. So <laughs> nobody wants it. Like it's a problem. It's not a bad thing to collect, I guess. Other than your <sighs> lack of storage. Lack but. of storage. Um, that and like I've got a couple of reel to reel players mm-hmm. that are absolutely ridiculously heavy like they're really heavy i can't put them on anything like i can't put them on a shelf mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to like do like hardcore bracket mounting two studs drywall studs <laughs> like to like really make it work mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a problem also i've got a couple i didn't get them from a from a garage sale i've got a couple of fm signal generators Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like for your own radio station? Yeah. It's uh I got them from uh Isabel's. You, you weren't in town when Isabella's was in town, right? I was a little bit, but um go on with the <laughs> FM. Signals. So anyway, it was like Chad had a couple of FM and he just had them up as decorations. Mm-hmm. And when the bar closed down, like I happened to be there on the last night, stayed there till close, stayed there after close. Mm-hmm. And he was just like taking stuff down and I'm like just sitting there talking. He's like, you know, oh man, and those things. What is that? He's like, oh, those, that's this. And I picked it up at a garage sale and the guy was just getting around. We're like, oh, like him and Mark, Mike Ironside was going to like, oh, we're going to make our own pirate radio station, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It was a joke. And he's like, no, you want them? I'm like, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing the stuff you could find in a garage very, sale. It's very cool. I love them. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's very, but it's also, they're also heavy as shit. They're so heavy. Mm-hmm. But I love them. I mean, I, so the big bulky equipment that with lots of knobs and levers and switches and mm-hmm. all kinds of nonsense that I'll never use and I'll never actually like put to use. I remember we had. I'll I'll take it home. Well, we had a. Uh, what? My wife doesn't really like oh, it that much, and, and my children like what? Dad, where's this going, Dad? Mm-hmm. 
What are you doing with this? Well, I remember we found an old recording. Uh, like, it was like a mixer, but it recorded to tape, which yeah. we didn't have. And we, yeah, it could operate as like a live mixer as well. Like, we could. Oh, okay. It's super primitive, though. I mean, yeah. like I would eight say. Eight channel? I would say it was late 60s at best. And it was basically yeah. just handed down. Yeah. And we someone was selling it. I think we got it for five bucks. We figured out we couldn't use it. Where's it at? Oh, we took it to a pawn shop and sold it for 90 bucks. It was uh, great. Oh. So, oh. what? In high school, it was great. Yeah. It'd be a lot cooler in your house right now, though. Well, that might be the case. But back then, <laughs> splitting 90 bucks between Swim. three people. Uh, yeah. I was like, cool. 30 bucks. Let's take this. That's called a profit, bro. Yeah. I literally. We didn't call it one, bro. So every year at the university, we take all of our equipment. Mm-hmm. That we can't use anymore, old PCs and stuff. And we have a guy come and pick it up, and he takes it and scraps it. Yeah. Um, but from that, I took home an old payphone mm-hmm. and an old like telephone, like line tester. Like it looks like a weirdo, like blood cuff, like I mean, a blood pressure taker. Oh, okay. Like from like the early eighties. I got you. The, okay. Like that's the buttons and that's the style. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well. I guess I'm going to have to take this yeah. home. And my wife's like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you going to do with this? I'm like, I, I can't let it just be destroyed. The payphone I get. Yeah. You can't let the payphone go. Well, that's it, a national treasure. I still think about, I still think about, I saw a, a, a tube tester, like for a, for a vacuum tube. Mm-hmm. It was like, a, I saw it at a garage, at a, at an antique store in Kansas city. It was a, vacuum tube testing machine mm-hmm. it was like a large stand-up pedestal thing that you'd go into a you know your local radio shack whatever yeah. oh is my tube are is you, my tube bad or not are you are your parents hoarders uh my, a little like a little, a little bit. bit like they flirt with hoarding yeah because i feel like that's a that's what you're doing it's not i the thing is i appreciate something so much mm-hmm that I don't want it to be destroyed. This is a thing. You don't have to defend your hoarding. I'm just going to, I'm yeah, trying to th- figure like, out if you this is a thing are or not. I've never seen before mm-hmm. and will never see again. Probably. Yeah. And I don't, I, the idea of it being out of my sight. How is, much money do you think you've spent on the, cause I know a lot of it's oh, inherited. Like inher- like, just, like get like, just like just picking up off the side of the road yeah, at, yeah. off so from I, work. Stuff like that. I'm just going to try to get down to dollars and cents. Oh, here. like maybe a hundred bucks. Okay. Then that's, <laughs> that's fair. I, I take that back. May, well, I'm trying to remember. I like went on a weird kick. Like when my wife found something, well, was that Macari? Like an app that you buy just like yeah. leftover junk from. Mm-hmm. And I bought a bunch of Super 8 cameras that are now properly displayed in my, in my living room mm-hmm. because they look cool. And that's about it. And <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, so maybe, maybe never give you money and let you go on eBay. Maybe two hundred dollars. Maybe that's not bad. Maybe that's not bad because you do. If you find a niche thing that a lot of people are just getting rid of, yeah, then it just becomes a spatial issue. Yeah, but there was a great time. If you're uh, spending a lot of money on it, I don't. We uh, like I was driving home on a Saturday afternoon, Mm -hmm. and there was a tables full of shit. It was just said free. It's my and, favorite table. And my wife said, stop. Let's look at that piano. Ooh, now that's rough. 
<laughs> so he stopped to look at the piano. Every piano's free, by the way. Yeah. And um, we were just looking at and then they had just a bunch, a ton of AV stuff just sitting around. Like, So uh, that was technically her fault. So there was a, a little old 8 millimeter viewer editor thing. And I'm like, well, I'm a video editor. I think I'd like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a couple of projectors and a weird, like a really weird, like Super 8. It came in a cassette. And I, I've i never been able to find like the cassettes. It's like a cassette that you put into the projector mm-hmm. to play the video. Uh, well, it's not video. It's film. To play the film. And it, had, it was like a Super 8 because it had sound on it too. Anyhow. But the only cassettes I could ever find ever when I looked for it was a bunch of medical like te- like medical uh educational films mm-hmm. and it was like they wanted a hundred bucks for like a lot of like 50 i'm like well no i can't do that I, that's not gonna happen not including the player or was <laughs> no it, like i had the player you had whether the player, or not but whether, you wanted the uh, film. i don't know if i ever like even checked the bulb on that one anyhow yeah, and then so i took all their crap like yeah. all of it and also yeah and then we got took home a piano with a busted leg. Ooh. That's a haul. We st- it, it, for free. Well, Not, of course, every piano's free. Every piano. Oh, we still have I, we that had piano. A, we had a friend uh, Yeah. Uh, we, when we got married, they're like, our wedding gift to you is a piano that you have to come pick up. And it's like, Hard that's, not a, that's not a gift. We still have never picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. We have a piano. No, we have a piano. But that happened when I went to Arizona over a weekend. You were my, gone for a weekend and your wife just... Got a piano. Got a piano. Yep. Yeah, but it's in your house now. I don't Have mind. Have you had it tuned? No. 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 But I don't mind having it in my house. I'm trying to think of things that are like I collect, like you collect video equipment. And yeah. I just think by default I collect musical instruments, but right. it's not like I, I don't collect vintage instruments no. or like no. I, I don't want to take someone's old piano. Uh, I, I generally did. We are don't. sitting in a room, though. I did buy. The Baldwin the, Fun Machine. The, this for, thing is absolutely perfect, and I love it. And the idea, like that, it's the Fun Machine. Yeah. You want to talk about content, cut, color, and content? That's content. Yeah. Right there. That was a good twenty dollars spent. That's that's a really solid twenty dollars. Yep. That was a garage sale. Similar pullover. What the hell is that thing? It's the Fun Machine. It's the Fun Machine, and, and it uh, lights up, right? Like yeah, and that's back when we were still struggling musicians. So I'm like, well, technically it's a musical instrument. Yeah, we might be able to get a couple songs out of here. And this is a tax write-off. I didn't even know that then. So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know about write-offs. I didn't do my own taxes up until six, seven years ago. Maybe sure. My mom's an accountant, so she. Oh, you just. I just let let, let that, that ride. Let that ride. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fuck the IRS. They're never gonna get me. And she's like, I'll just do it for you, please. I just don't, like, you're going to. You're going to need this. You're going to need this. Don't not do taxes. Yeah. I do have a buddy that for, like, 10 years didn't do taxes. Really? Yep. And then. That's insane. Yeah. And then he got a bunch of inheritance, so I hope he did his taxes. Jeez. Well, that's like me. Like, the first time, my first year of working, doing freelance. Yeah. Uh, and I Getting. did free. I did freelance for like a large corp, like a large corporation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not going to let you slide. And like I, I got my ten ninety nine, and I like in my bullshit TurboTax, like I plunked it in. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. That's like they won't I don't... get me. And then, and then, you know, 
here's the letter like six months later. Hey, by the way, you didn't uh, pay your taxes on this mm-hmm. much money, so you owe that. Plus, son of a bitch. <laughs> they always get you. I didn't know. I didn't think they'd figure that out. We were hurting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, super young, poor. Yeah. And this is like, mm. If I don't tell them I made this much money, then I get I, to keep this money. I get to keep that money. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that because I need that money right now. I've been trying to figure out a way to justify a boat being a tax write-off. Like what we need to do. What Similar to like that Kitar video. Sure. You showed us the Kitar video. The Gus Johnson Kitar video. Yeah, the Gus Johnson Kitar video where... He buys a guitar and then writes a song <laughs> to justify the purchase and the tax drive. I'm like, I thought about that before you showed us the videos. Like, how can I write okay. off a boat? boat? Because if I do, if we do a podcast on a boat, can we do a boat podcast? Is it just all about being on a boat? And yeah, I mean, technically, maybe I don't know. That's a good question. Can we develop some kind of boat series? We're going to develop a nautical podcast and it's going to be about life on the mississippi ahoy there neighbor is that it just a way just going to live on a boat or spend a lot of time on a boat just as a way to justify going on that's a good question with the IRS. if you're an irs agent please let us know whether or not that'd be no i'm just going to talk to my tax guy you got a tax guy yeah your tax guy is going to tell you about whether or not that boat's a write-off well i'm going to figure out if he's a good tax guy or not because if it, he says yes, then it'll be like, this guy knows what's up. And if he's like, I don't think we should do uh, so like, I need a guy with more balls. I need a guy who's ready to ride off a boat on my taxes. Exactly. I want the Jeff Bezos. We pay zero. Zero. How much should I pay? How much work are you doing on the boat? Well, and it's also, what is research and development? Because that's how Amazon gets around it and everything. Is they I'm just, research and developing they, a boat. They throw everything into R&D. And it's like, well, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? It's like donating yeah. to equality. It's like, yes. well, what the fuck does that what mean? What does that mean? I've like, yeah, I've, oh my, okay, if I start a family vlog, mm-hmm. does that mean I get to write off all my family vacation trips? Correct. As a, as a work expense? I mean, I'm not going to be going to Disneyland, except Without for, it. like, except for, like, I got a vlog and we're going to do a thing where we go to Disneyland. Yeah. And that's what the creative director, me. Says that we should go to. Yeah. Does Disney's so hot I think right this now. is a brave new world of tax write-offs where you're like, fuck it, I have a podcast. I've got a podcast. Um, well, we I'm, did research and develop to see if a boat podcast would work. Turns out it didn't work, but we still spent so, money on a boat. So we got the boat. So we got the boat. So that's a tax write-off. You know? Right. I feel that would, I feel, I don't know if I want to pay the legal fees to defend it, but I feel it can be I defended. I feel like that can be defended. Uh, we were trying to make a boat podcast. We, can, can you show, show me? Can you yeah, show us? There's six months of us trying to make a fucking boat <laughs> podcast. Here you it's go. weird. Nobody wanted to listen nope. to the boat podcast. Super weird. Apparently, it did not translate to audio <laughs> as well as we thought. It's really loud. The motor's really loud. We didn't know that. Also, like I thought, the like lapping sound of the water would be. Yeah. That's a weird. That's a weird phrase. Lapping sound of the water. Yeah, like water laps mm-hmm. onto. That's a weird phrase. I mean, in context of like strippers. Uh, yeah, I, I, like in the context of your personal lap. Because yes. like a dog laps up water. Is that well? Yeah, you're right. And where does time lapse come? Lapse? I, isn't that the same spelling? 
Laps? Uh, uh, like a dog lapping? I don't think so. I want to say a, a L-A-P-S. The act of lapping is laps, is L-A-P-S. To lap is L-A-P. I'll just go this here real quick and then... Yeah, just uh, can we just watch videos of dogs <laughs> lapping water? We'll just take you R- on an audible journey. Just R&D. Just aren't lapping. lapping water pipe. What the fuck? Here, lapping. Lapping. Okay. And then don't get me started on shiplap. Well, let's save it for that. Save that for the boat podcast. Okay. <laughs> lapping is a machining, a machining process, process in which two surfaces are rubbed together with an abrasive uh, between them by hand movement or using machine. So that would be like a. Motor and a, a motor and water, and then a tongue and water for a dog. This can take two for, forms. The first type of lapping, traditionally called grinding, nice. by the way, let's talk about strippers, involves rubbing a brittle material such as glass <laughs> against the surface of uh, iron. Um, it's so, a lap or a grinding tool. Interesting. So the worlds of uh, mechanical. Uh, Mechanical, mechanical mechanical friction and stripping go hand in hand. Right there. <laughs> in fact, my stripper name was Mechanical Friction. <laughs> just just so you know. That's a good one. You can find me on Instagram under Mechanical Friction. <laughs> it's just a lot of pole work. It's just a lot of pole work. Do you think you'd be more of a pole work dancer or do you think you'd just be a backroom girl? It's just te- technical. Like technical pole dancing. Yeah. Just to its truest form, to, to it, its highest almost level. Almost a ballet. Because uh, yeah. they do find, I mean, look, a stripper who can work pole and not just work it for like sexual money yes. is a very talented athlete like, on stage. I'm going to say one word, and that is core. It's all core. It's all core. It's all core. <laughs> Which neither of us have <laughs> anymore. Oh, 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 oh. Speak for yourself. You think you had a core? You think you got the core to do pole work? Just because I've got a large layer of fat on the outside of my stomach doesn't mean I don't have a solid core. There is a six pack I under do, there somewhere. I do trunk twists every morning. But again, enough core work to do solid pole work. <laughs> to, to to solid do. pole work. Pole work. You you give me a month. You give me a month. I'll give you a month. Okay. Well, we can write off a stripper pole. Stripper apparently. pole. Yeah. Uh, stripper pole seems like something you should spend the money on. I've seen enough like what? stripper pole fail videos. Oh yeah. I mean, have you seen those where the pole like gives out? Well, just because they they're not securing it properly. I've I I'm gonna go ahead and put this on a limb here. There's many user error stripper pole fails as there are like chin up pole up bars fails. No 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 not mm. not on the internet. Maybe in real life. Not, Maybe not they on, happen in real life. You know, not on the, the internet. Way. But there's no way that people, because again, the stripper pole is already in, an, it's already a clickable thing. People already want to see a stripper pole, and then if you put fail right behind, I it, think people just want to see people fall down and hurt themselves. It's one of the things I like the most about humankind is watching them. Schadenfreude. Fall. You're just big on that. What's that? You're big on Schadenfreude. What's that? Schadenfreude. Yeah, you keep saying it. I'm asking you what it is. Are you for real? Yeah. What is it? It's like finding pleasure in other people's like. Unpleasantness or or demise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I guess yeah, that's it. You're not familiar with the German phrase Schadenfreude. No, I'm not. Are you being facetious? Right I'm now? not. I'm not being facetious. I've <laughs> never heard it. You've never heard of Schadenfreude? No, no. 
I feel like you're being facetious. I'm not being facetious. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's a, I, it's true. It's, I a like ger- it. it's a German word for like meaning finding joy in other people's misfortune. Yeah, and it's it's not across the board. I it's going to be taken the wrong way, but I really like when kids get hurt. Not okay. like not physically hurt, but, but just like knocked down. When kids. knocked down, because they're so rubber anyway. Like they can take a. Children are very rubbery. They can take a fall pretty good. Don't so, tell the DHS, by the way. Right, but when a kid gets hit with like a plastic baseball bat and stuff like that, like if it's a, I've seen that video. I've watched a lot of Tosh Point so I'm sure that's where it's from, but. Um, when you see a kid, just you can see it from a distance that the kid's gonna get hurt, and sure. then it just happens. Uh, that's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. There's a new one out. Tell me if you enjoy this or not. Mm-hmm. It's in slow motion, and it's a child like outside, cowering behind and hiding behind like an air conditioner unit, mm-hmm. and his brother or his parent, I can't tell which one it is, comes up and shoots him with a. D- with a Nerf gun, mm-hmm. but it's the sh- sheer abject terror of on, the kid. Of the I kid. think like, I have seen that. Yeah. Does that work for you? Yeah. Cause it's funny. <laughs> I also saw a video recently of, um, you know, the, the bit people do where they shove the, the head of someone that's about ready to blow up their birthday cake candles. Oh. They shove him into the, the yeah. cake. And it was, a. it was like a sister going up to her brother. Yeah. And he just slammed the slams head. His head. Directly onto the table, and he loved passes it. out. Did he, does yeah. he like get knocked out? Yeah, loved it. Oh my god, that was and funny. I think that was a like watch people die inside on Reddit. I want to yeah. say, yeah, one like, of the best Reddit threads. Friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I I enjoyed it. Uh, today, as I saw like a dentist chair with like the headrest that looked kind of like a vulva, it reminded me of the Reddit thread. Don't put your dick in that. Oh. I, I wasn't familiar with that one. I enjoy that one as well. Mm. Like I'm not subscribed to it. Oh, but when it comes across like the main feed, I celebrate it. I never look at the main feed of Reddit. Oh yeah. No, I just look at the feeds I'm subscribed to. It's it's interesting, and I enjoy like catching like the early morning stuff where it's like it's weird how you can kind of see. Europe going to bed <laughs> and and yeah. America waking up and it's like you know you can see you can see that tidal wave mm-hmm. of of information and I've I always find that interesting yeah. like seeing that shift to a global uh cons like global things yeah. being to the top of reddit versus oh shit well hey that's weird how the nba you know uh, you know, is this twentieth thing from you know on the top of the list? Mm-hmm. You know that's not going to be the case in the early morning. Well, I even noticed that with like the things I just subscribe to, the things I follow. Because again, I don't look at the main feed, but you follow the global feed. No, no, no. I mean, I just the the threads that I follow, noticing the global shift within the like basically Europe going to bed and America yeah. waking up and everything with that. Yeah. Like it's it's uh it's interesting. It's one of the things with. Reddit. Do you have a favorite Reddit thread? A favorite Reddit thread? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm guessing idiots and cars. Like that's the one I'm going to give probably okay. the most attention as far as those who have. Followed. And then once again, I'm a baby Reddit or like yeah. it, it just it's not something. I it's I would qualify myself as 
I'm probably under three years, probably three years. I'm under a year, like under, under year. six months, even. Just, I mean, I We'd just still be noobs in Reddit, uh, Redditors. Uh, probably, probably. Bushy, he's like, he's an old timey guy. Yeah. He's like. He was he, there when it was uh, gas lights and. I'm talking 10 years plus. Yeah. I remember him being on Reddit 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, Anyhow. I'm a big fan of the Dunder Mifflin, uh, thread. That's fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's a community that I, uh, it's probably also because I've posted on there and gotten the most reaction and stuff from it, but I don't post a lot on Reddit anyway. I don't. I, I once again, I'm six months on and, and once again, no one needs to listen to a single fucking thing I ever say. Well, that's ever. the thing about Reddit versus all social media platform. It's, it's not things you have to say. It's just playing along with the rules of the thread. Right. Where so oh, that's true. I'm driving I'm driving down the street in Iowa here, yeah. And I see a truck that has a license plate that's big that says Big Tuna on it, and I'm like, okay, well if I get a chance, I'm gonna take a photo of that. Sure. I'm gonna post it up there because I've never seen that out in the wild. That's so funny. Here we go. Post it up there. That's interesting. And a lot a lot of thumbs up and everything with that. Like, and you know, someone made the identity theft is not a joke, Jim. You know, kind of thing. And then, <laughs> that's like, good. This is fun. That's good. I like this. That's this fun. Is nice. That's a that's I've fun. Posed a lot of questions in my multiple watchings of The Office of being like, well. Why didn't Michael Scott stay in Andy's room when he stayed with Pam after he went after he busted his testicle? Like when you watch it multiple yeah. times, like Andy hurts his testicle in a dance off. I remember he right. ripped his scrotum. Right. And then he stays with Pam yeah. in their room. But no one's staying in the honeymoon suite. Mm. Do you understand? It's a real problem. And then Michael Scott never he still sleeps in the vending machine area. The only thing I need to know is uh that Kevin Malone says my dogs are barking, and that's uh, my dogs are barking. He, that's a, like you don't want to talk about the hypothetical situation of Michael Scott having no. to sleep in the vending machine. So, uh, we have Mike between my wife and I, my wife and I. Is that Borat? It's Borat. Have you heard of him? <laughs> yeah. I tried to find like a supercut of all the times Borat said my wife on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Didn't show up on an initial search because I wanted to. My wife lately has been on a weird kick where on our Facebook pages, because we're old people and we go on Facebook. Some of us. <laughs> uh, where all she does is post bad puns, mm-hmm. like bad pun, pun memes mm-hmm. on my Facebook wall. And that's that's just like, that's the extent of our interaction on Facebook. But that's because of your hatred of puns, right? Because I despise puns. I don't think the audience knows that you hate puns. I despise puns. It's the one of the lowest forms of humor. Really? Categorically. Interesting. It's horrible. Like they're. It's what about a non-intended pun? Non-intended pun. Here's the problem with puns: is that if it's followed, every most puns when made are followed by the face of ah, yeah, you get it. You got it. You're you talking go, hacky comedy, though. It's fucking hacky. But it's a, not, but a pun, though, can happen organically where it's not like, intended. Pun not intended. Like, and that, like, and we can, you can laugh at that. But how many times is pun not intended? The pun was intended. Um, I'm going to say 50% of the time. Well, and I'll, I'll give you more than that. I'll give you more than 50% of the time. But I pun think. Pun not intended. Uh, no, I'm saying pun intended. I'll give you more than 50. No, but when people say pun oh, not intended, when they say, when they pun, say not pun not intended, I'm going to say half the time they meant that pun. 
Um, no, I mean, because I think if you're sharp enough, you can realize that you just did it in the as you're saying it, and you're like, so instead of and so instead of saying pun not intended, you make the dog face where you say, "Ah, you get it, Ah, you get it. That's Ah." the hacky version, though. That's the hacky version of the comedy that you're. That's most that people like, but most people who make puns, but people that make puns versus people that stumble upon a pun in the moment. Like I think it's a, and then as soon as as soon as they say pun not intended, and then they think about it for another second, and then go ah, you get it, you get it, you get it. Well, yeah, but you're, those are still hacky. Those are still hacky. It's still people. hacky. Yeah, but I'm saying if a I say majority if I'm of, going a majority through, of people making puns are doing so in a hacky manner. When I say majority, I mean ninety eight percent. But you're you're saying like making a pun, like going out of their way to make a pun. Accidentally, people who accidentally make a pun mm-hmm. are doing it in a hacky manner. Ninety-eight percent of them. Yes, that's a ridiculous number to put on that. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's that's. I, I mean, no. I think that's a. I think that's a very high number. I also think that you can organically stumble upon a pun that is funny. Yeah. I think I agree with you that it's totally it can be a hacky device yes. that people use and then they make the face and they do all the things they give the elbow nudge and, and, the, all that and then you and then but you that's get, all that's separate that's you separate. feed that beast a little bit and they're gone mm-hmm. they're out the door I know I they're running host a podcast with a guy um, mile and a half <laughs> just saying fucking nonsense and trying to loop anything and everything into a pun yes. Because they, they're chasing and that's that, annoying as fuck. Yeah, they're chasing that laughter it. dragon, and I get and it's that. not funny. Yeah, and that's why it's the lowest form of comedy. <laughs> I or one of. Yeah, I. I mean, I can't argue with you that that's like the hack. That's a very hacky version of comedy, and people aspire to that. People get a very dad cheap. Joke. Yeah, dad joke. But again, I'm, the, I'm the king of dad jokes. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the shit. That's the shit I have to live with. But that's the thing with like, oh, I know. Don't keep isn't making the, it back. It's a dad joke. I don't keep making, taking it back to the office, but like, that's when they took back. That's what she said, and they made that into. That's because that's one of the lowest forms of hacky a- comedy. Absolutely, every that's what she said. Followed directly with the camera look. You see it. You see it. You see it. You get it. Well, no. I mean, no, that was that was Mike, was Michael a, Scott. Every there was time a nuance. he said, "There was a nuance to it." It was always a direct to camera. That was good. No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. It wasn't. Okay. Do me a favor right now. Okay. I'm commanding you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super weird. Uh, it, it, pull up a supercut of that's what she said on on of the office. It's not going to translate in audio. I know, but but here I can go through. I can tell you that the nuance most of the of time it. he said. When he would say that's what she said, it was almost immediately followed with a camera look. No, they replaced it. They replaced it a lot, and they did it early on, too, where when Michael Scott had to retire from comedy, and then Jim started baiting him with, like, you think you can go all night? Like, oh, that's going to be really hard. And finally he did that's what she said. And he does it to the office. He does the... He's he's playing to the office. He's not playing to the camera. They, they did do later on though is when michael scott would say that's what she said they would go to jim and jim would look at the the, the camera but that's to me that's a nuance that's needed to make it not hacky the only time that and that's what she said was funny was when it was under his breath in a defeative like he has to subdue to his primal urge of doing this stupid bit that's what she said 
Like, that's funny. No, that's no, 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 no. There was multiple times when Dwight got a concussion and had to go to the hospital. And I forget what the doctor said, but the doctor said something. And like, if, if you if something gets red or swollen and she's like that and he said, that's what she said. And he's like, that's my joke. Like, he gets so pissed off and it happens again in the Willie and the Wonka, uh, Willie and the Charlie, uh, Willie Wonka and the Charlie. Jeez. One more time. Willy Wonka. Go the ahead. Charlie Chocolate, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode. Is it, this is first time. Is it well? Because it's always mixed up. Is it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Is it Willy Wonka and the and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, or? okay. Do you want to go through it? Anyway, I'm saying the name of the book by Shell by uh, by not Shell Servicing. Fuck, R.L. Stein. Fuck. It was not R.L. Stein. By. Uh, but anyway, the. The nuance of that's the, the that's what she said joke. His in estate's the gonna sue us now because I can't remember his name. Well, are they? Do yeah. they do that? Are they very they litigious? Do like they're very litigious as far as like people not getting quoting Charlie in the Chocolate Factory correctly. I got a good lawyer. Don't worry. You got a good lawyer? Yeah. Well, I got one that I'm scared of. How about that? Ooh. So, but there's their version. Their use of that's what she said in the office was to poke fun at. And then to almost yeah. bring it back. It's like you saying that joke a million times and it God. becomes funny again. Yeah. Okay. I thought more often than not, it was expertly done. Yeah. And it becomes. Maybe I just hate what that's what she's said, like has done to popular popular culture. You know, and understandable. And that part of the reason why they did it was because it yeah. of what it had done to culture because of what it had become. Sure. And then Michael Scott is definitely that character where. He would sure. find it funny. Yeah. He would do it at any point in time that he possibly could. Okay. So. Sure. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. Still not a pun, but. Uh, this it's I don't like. Well, I, that's a good question. Whether or not that's what she said is a pun. Like, technically. I don't know. Um, let's get the exact definition of a pun. Can Puns also- like pornography. You know it when you hear it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not Arlie Ermy. That's not the guy's name. Are you worried about getting sued by Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, is it Willy Wonka and the Willy Wonka's okay, Chocolate so, Factory? Right. What so it's Charlie it? and the Chocolate Factory is the original novel written by Fuck. Damn it! I was gonna hope it was. His it's name is not it. Fuck. Damn it! It's not. That's where I'm gonna get sued. You're gonna. You're searching it right now, and just search book. <laughs> oh, you should probably go book or author. Charlie and Chocolate. Uh, roll doll. Roll doll. Okay. Roll doll. So R.L. Stein was not that far off. Well, it kind of was. <laughs> uh, a pun is a play on words sometimes on different senses of the same word and sometimes in similar sense or sound of different words. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So uh, the original book was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Just popping back and forth, okay. And then it was uh, the Gene Wilder film was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. That's what doesn't sound right off the tongue. And Willy then, Wonka and the Chocolate Factory doesn't sound right to me. And then it was the bullshit version with Johnny Depp. The uh, what's his name? Tim Burton. Tim Burton it went back to the original title, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Gotcha. Uh, never a huge fan. There's a sequel novel, Charlie in, in the glass, the glass elevator. elevator. I think I read that book. I mean, I liked Roald Dahl 
for the most part. You don't have to suck up to him. He's not going to sue us. As a state's not going to sue us. Please, the state of Roald Dahl. I enjoyed. <laughs> you don't have to like do this backhanded. <laughs> I enjoyed. I really enjoyed all his work. I, I really enjoyed his break. I celebrate it. Yeah. But I, I share a, it with my I children. A, I have a I poster. Haven't. I haven't. I you know my certain. I bet some of my children would enjoy Sh- Shel Silverstein. <laughs> backhanded compliment. <laughs> Not Roald Silverstein or Roy Dahl? <laughs> Roald Dahl. Roald Roll. Dahl. That's a funny word. It's a funny name. Roald. His name is Roll? R- Roald. R-O-A-L-D, I believe. Go Hit backspace on your, on your shit. I don't have to hit backspace. It's just having another, another tab. tab. Okay. I'm not a barbarian. R-O-A-L-D. Roald Dahl. I feel like, okay. You know, it's also British. wrote James and the Giant Peach. And what was the one with the, like, the weird, the twisted people? Can we just look at, like, all of Roald Dahl's work, please? <laughs> so I can remember what fifth grade was. I guess. And just so we don't get sued. And, like, his state. Roald Dahl's estate is a Matilda. little. Matilda. Matilda, the witches, Fantastic Mr. Fox, BFG. The twits. twits that's what the twits, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, George. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck his estate. I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> oh, he died in 90 at the age of 74. How old do you think Jim Varney was when he died, by the way? Jim Varney. This came up in conversation earlier today. Jim Varney. How old was Jim Varney when he died? You tell me before you look it up. I'll go 76. Jim Varney was 76 when he died, says Bobby. And you got to remind me who Jim Varney was because that uh, name sounds familiar. Ernest. Ernest. Okay. How old was Ernest P. How do you spell Varney? V-A-R-N-E-Y. I would say he was older. Now that I know who he is. He died. He was 50. No way. He was 50, motherfucker, when he died. Wow. Can you fucking believe that? Motherfucker was 50. And I see this picture and it reminds me of certain somebody like that greasy mop top. Oh, like Jim Varney. Jim Varney. There's a stand-up routine from 79. Hmm. It's, it's really like. That's kind of sad. Yeah. What did he die of? Do we know? Uh, I believe it was lung cancer. Oh, because he He was smoked. an avid smoker. <laughs> then that, 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 I mean, that makes more sense. I remember, I was, so I was talking with Cole today. It was like, friend illness and death, uh, friend of the show, and talking about how, um, how like, Ernest Saves Christmas was my, like, one of my strongest talking points as why we should go to the theater more. Okay. Because <laughs> it was like, okay, mom, I wanted to go watch Ernest Saves Christmas a lot. And you said, no, we'll wait till it comes out on video. It took literally six months for it to come out on video. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't Christmas time and it sucked. Yeah, because it's not Christmas. It's not Christmas. We're watching Ernest Saves Christmas in June, Mom. <laughs> okay. That seems we like should, you should make a party around it or something like we that. Should, we should go to the movie theater as a family yeah. to go to the movie theater when it's time to watch movie, It took forever for it to come back out on VHS. Yeah. And now, well, they're probably biding time, you know, 
like wait till he can get a Christmas push a little bit, you know? Uh, no. Also, it's just like it used to take a long time for me to get the out. W- the window, Bobby. That's what they called it. That's what they call it in the in, in the biz. Mm. <laughs> they call it the window. I lived in L.A. I know what the biz is. <laughs> I went to L.A. to go watch Prices Right. Anyway, <laughs> and yeah, so the yeah the window has like been increasingly shorting. And well, f- well, yeah, of course. Now it's and now it's like now we just eliminated the middleman. Now there's no window, but uh, the window has been broken. The window, and that's I mean, that's the thing. Like, are you familiar with the whole Trolls World Tour thing at all? I'm f- familiar that it came out on a digital release, <laughs> yeah, and was fairly popular. I don't know. I mean, it was pretty popular, and but he, the thing is that AMC movie theaters, not the television channel, yeah. Not American movie classics. I don't know what their opinions on Trolls World Tours, but I'm sure they've got one. Mm-hmm. Like that they just haven't announced yet. Anyhow, AMC movie theaters, they said, fuck you, Universal Studios, for releasing this movie direct to VOD mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic when all the theaters are closed. Fuck you. We need to preserve the window. I cannot fucking believe it. We're not going to let any Universal movies be shown in our theaters ever. Fuck you. That wasn't the official statement, but it was very close to it. Paraphrasing. It was, I mean, slight. Is that a pun? Is paraphrasing a pun? (laughs) No, what you said. I'm just joking with you. Anyhow, so, like, them being so angry that I can't believe in the middle of a pandemic that you would release a movie straight to VOD that you were planning on doing a wide release for. I can't believe it, which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely crazy, kooky, ridiculous. Um, you know, that movie was set to release, I think, a week or two after, like, we went to lockdown. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, like, I want to say it was originally supposed and to this, be. And this is because of COVID, right? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Why we went on lockdown and everything like that, right? I I don't follow the papers. Oh. I follow the trades. <laughs> okay. Variety and such, because I know the biz. So there was a there was a war. Yeah, <laughs> there sure. was a war going. On. Um, yeah. So it's like so that's just starting to break down now. Like they're like, oh, maybe we will. Is uh, it a bluff? It was a. I mean, it was a strong. Listen, here's the deal: if movies started showing in the beginning of July, then they might hold their ground a little bit longer. But I don't mm-hmm. think they're. I mean, they're on the urge of verge of bankruptcy as it is. So. Uh, AMC AMC yeah. theaters yeah because it could go either way <laughs> Universal no, no, no Universal no Universal's owned by Comcast baby they're not going anywhere <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean but the thing is is the production value the only reason why it hasn't gone to VOD before is because the production value of the movies requires that that box office intake I wonder like I'd love to see the dial factor like okay so have you, you bought a twenty dollar movie. Um, yes. Which one did you get? Uh, it was, was it Little Women? I think, oh, I no, I think we, I think we bought, was it two? No, it was just the one, maybe. I think it was Little Women. Mm-hmm. I think it was just Little Women. No, it was Emma. That's what you guys bought. We, so two, two. That's oh, it. Oh, you guys bought both. We, we, well, I didn't buy. We rented for a 48 hour. Right. I said, I love you, my wife. I was going to say, I know who wears the pants in your family. Yeah. If, Emma and Little Women are the two movies That's that you it. paid $40 for. I'm content with watching Waterworld for the fifth time in the past two months, so <laughs> don't don't uh, don't mind me. But I think that price point, though, is just perfect. ludicrous. Oh, no, I think it's perfect. 
I think it's uh, I think it's at, it's the appropriate amount. If I can do a gather of friends, here it is. Everybody's talking about this great movie. Um, let's go ahead and watch this movie together as uh, as a group as mm-hmm. a, as an experience. If I put you know five people together at twenty dollars, that's four dollars a head. That's but do you want to kill the movie theaters? I mean, do you want? The I don't. I don't. I don't. I I think that there is communal communal viewing and communal relations is a thing that uh I I think is important. I really do. I think that I mean that's why now you're romanticizing the movie. Theaters. Why going to church is important. Also, you want we no hold on. We talked we've talked about this before uh, mm-hmm. about you know seeing a comedian live. Mm-hmm. And the laughs that can happen in life, I, I think that there is some other nonverbal uh, situation that can happen with a drama movie. Uh, you know, where every everybody feels each other's like sense of grief or or, or whatever that you know, the, or horror, like a horror, or movie. horror. Yeah. People feel each other's emotions. Yeah, in a communal space, that if there's just some kind of weird higher frequency thing that we don't. Feet we don't see, we can't hear, we can't touch, we can't smell. Mm-hmm. That we feel some kind of higher level uh, connection with other people's emotions in a communal sense. That mm-hmm. that's what that's why we have mob mentality. That's why we have, you know, panic. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in streets because people can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can you can feel in a in a crowd when shit's about ready to turn. You can, like when you're in a group of twenty people. And two people want to kick each other's ass, you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel that in the in the air, mm-hmm. that electricity. So that is captured inside the theater. It's captured inside a, a, a going to a, a play or or a Broadway a performance of some any sort. any kind of performance. Yeah, you can some better than others. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's certainly also present inside a a movie theater mm-hmm. and. To take that away, I, I, I don't know. But we, I mean, we are on a track where it's all we're gonna. In, you can talk shit about Martin Scorsese, and I think he's a little bit wrong, and I think he's a little bit old man yelling at the sky a little bit about the Marvel movies. About the Marvel movies, but yeah. we, we, there is certainly a trend of these are slowly becoming more. The theater experience is meant for. A, a thrill ride it is meant for it's meant for amusement it's the same as I'm going to an amusement park I'm here to go it on. is and it isn't I mean it's both of those things at the same time it's because again you're you're right it's a little bit of old man yelling at the sky but it's also yeah he's got a point yeah because it's not it's not cinema it's a movie where right and that's what from what I remember that's what he said it's and not I, and cinema I, and I think that it's I mean and if you want to get down in the nitty-gritty of it it's it's true there's Yes. There's an approach to it. I mean, we were watching. Okay, so we were watching what was that? Uh, Little Big, the Russian pop band from Eurovision. Yeah. Before yeah, we started doing great. this, fabulous. So we just stumbled upon Amazing. this band. Absolutely. Like it was great. It was yeah. great. Um, the first video, I I wasn't. You, you weren't digging on it so much. I, I I connected with it. It was. It wasn't as creative as the the following two videos. That I think we that watched. was. The, I think that was a Eurovision where it's like you can do a studio. Like, like you are locked in a studio, like you're on a stage. But a lot of their approach to the, and again, as we went through their discography their, catalog, their catalog. Of music videos, 
you can see that their later work. And again, everyone go and search Little Big right now. Not um, Little Big Town. Go ahead and say Little Big Town. Little Big uh, Russia. Russia. That's and about that's all, that should get I mean, you there. I was looking Go, at their videos. Little big it was like, it's like a, it was a, like millions, millions of views. But hold on, there that uh, skibbity skibbity, uh, four hundred forty-three million. Yeah. So, but their approach. Hold on, wait. Uh, Hypno Hypno Dance was one of them. Hypno Dancer, a hundred million views. But that one with the little things of like the pencils being cigarettes and the, the all this the is weird. Yeah. But again, that's a creative approach where you're 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 taking real time to think about yeah. it. Is it nonsense? Is it is it crazy and zany? Sure, but there's this little bit of element to it that you're you are there's thinking a of through it line. and you are uh, yeah uh, executing it very yes. well. Yeah, and I appreciate that much more than zany for, just for zany's sake. And again, going to that that line between movie and cinema. Sure. It's if I can see your intent, if I can see that you're trying to do not just do difficult for difficult sake, because I go back to like Uncut Gems was I think Uncut Gems was the last movie we saw in theaters oh. and I thought it was fine, but it was also like uh, we're trying we're trying to make a good movie. We're trying to make we're trying to show you that we're good filmmakers making a good movie. I thought that was just a weird Kevin Durant passion project. Kevin Garnett hmm? is who you're thinking of. Not Kevin, Kevin Durant. Kev, Kevin Garnett. Who's Kevin Darnett? Kevin Darnett is someone with a very unfortunate name. <laughs> Does he hang out with you? I don't know. I don't know a Kevin Darnett. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett played for the Timberwolves and the Boston Celtics and went back to the Timberwolves. Did he ever shit sail on a boat? Shit sail? Sh- like a ship. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to ask him later. Okay. Friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. I mean, Minnesota, so yeah. We all know yeah, each yeah. other. We all know each other. We're just hanging out. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but that, yes, that you're line, 100%. You, you want to see that? And not to say that like the Marvel movies didn't have cinematic uh, qualities to them, but they're, it's not cinema in a way that like it's a true art piece or anything like that. It's much more of a blockbuster movie. I'm there, much to your point of I'm in a theater, and I want to hear all the explosions in the the Dolby digital yes. surround, around, it, it, for, surround for, sound. It's, it's more about... Like, I, you shouldn't have to, it, to translate the explosions and the visual effects and being engulfed. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's really like when you're standing in front of a 40 foot screen, Mm -hmm. you're engulfed. Well, have you ever seen an IMAX movie? No, I haven't. And I really want, and honestly, like when I found that tenant, uh, Christopher Nolan's movie, which has been delayed twice now. Okay, and it's now on indefinite hold because uh, he doesn't want a uh, video on demand. It no, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be like the hard charge of uh, mid July release. We're gonna do it. We're fucking doing it. I'm not moving my date. Mm-hmm. And then he kicked it to middle of August, and then they said, or maybe it was maybe it was this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And he's like, uh, no, we're just we're gonna put it on. Hold. Was he gonna put it in IMAX though? Yeah, because it was shot on it was shot on IMAX. Mm-hmm. So the only one I've ever saw, like, and it was fucking phenomenal, was Dark Knight. I mean, right? I mean, that's I mean that's the but I re- that is an experience on top of an experience. You, you want to talk? Yeah, like the so when you go when you're inside a theater and it's a large screen, a forty foot screen, or an IMAX where it's an eighty foot screen where it's wrapping around you, and the sound is it's also steeper seating surrounding well. you. So oh. you're. 
your your seating is actually much steeper than a normal and movie more theater. Cl- so that that's to cut down the distance between you and the screen. Correct. Yeah. So you are right and on top of it. You are engulfed. Yeah. Engulfed. Um. That's what that's what's amazing about going to the theater. Like mm-hmm. there, are, yeah. I don't need to go watch Little Women or on IMAX or Emma <laughs> in IMAX. I don't need to be engulfed. Yeah. In IMAX, I I like if I were to watch a Marvel movie. In IMAX. I would be interested in that. In IMAX by myself, would it be as enjoyable as being alone? I mean, being in a crowd with a normal, in a normal theater? Maybe. I mean, probably. I I would, I I would do that. I'd probably enjoy myself. I've had some bad experiences in theaters where it's just people talking and I hate it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, can you, then then again, I'm an asshole. That's all. Also, you get a couple drinks in me and I get a crack jokes. I get, I can't keep my mouth shut. It's bad. My wife, my wife hates watching movies with me because it's just like, well, there's a joke. I just, I, I gotta, I gotta take this. It's right mystery now. science theater. It, like, as a child, I <laughs> wanted so bad, so bad to like be able to do mystery science theater three thousand. Did but, you see any of the Marvel movies in uh, theaters? Uh, yeah. Like, I'd say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Uh, I don't know some. Some some amount. Yeah. I never saw any of them in theaters. Oh, yeah? No. Not no. a single one. I went and watched Black Panther twice. Okay. Because uh, you're not racist. Well, that was the first thing I wanted to say. <laughs> Somebody says, accuses me. It's like, listen. I saw Black Panther I twice. saw Black Panther twice. In, in theaters. theaters. So Before you, VOD. So you don't get to talk to me about how I should and should not use any kind of nomenclature. Um... Yeah, uh, well, that one was like the first time. I'm like, I really enjoyed uh, Fruitvale Station. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm you... trying to remember the guy's name who directed Black Panther. Uh, I'm I'm at a loss. Uh, it wasn't Michael B. Jordan who was in. He was, Fruitvale's. but Fruitvale's he, Michael B. That. Jordan was in Fruitvale. That's why I brought him up. Fruitvale Station and also created like Mike Kugler because it's cooler. Oh, Mitchell Horowitz. It's not Mitchell Horowitz. But the guy's name's like Ryan Ryan Coogler. Okay. <laughs> and it reminds me every time I was like, oh, he's got a weird name. It's, it's the Coogs. <laughs> Which is a movie that should be made. That trailer at the end of that community episode. I love that episode of Community. Oh. Uh, so Ryan Coogler, he made Fruitvale Station about a guy getting shot on a mm-hmm. it was kind of a slice of life uh, uh, in San Francisco. And then great IMAX movie guy getting eventually shot in the back by a cop. Uh, it was was a nice little movie, Mm -hmm. nice little slice of life. And then he made also, then he went on to make Creed, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed Creed. I I couldn't stand Creed. You couldn't stand Creed. Why? Because of the musician stuff or what? Uh, I mean, I just, i tried for 20 minutes to watch it and just couldn't get it. Just couldn't do it. And maybe that's just me and my weird soft spot for boxing movies, but I, I love it. boxing movies. Especially I love, that's the only reason why I did it. It was because I love Rocky a, so much. There's an absolutely fantastic, absolutely earth shattering, not earth shattering, but really excellent and excellently executed single take boxing match where later on, uh, yeah, it's in the middle of the film. Not the first twenty minutes. No, where it, like lights change, like it, it's a big crowd going crazy, but then like when he becomes focused, like lights around everything just go down, and he's just sitting there, and mm-hmm. it's like one on one, and it was all single take stuff. It was okay. all single take. 
A one single take or yeah, just uh, one sing- I th- well, I say uh, I there might have been a couple hidden edits in there that I don't okay. know about. But seems like it would be hard for an entire fight. It wasn't a, I mean, it was like a it was like a, a round. It was like a three minute segment, okay. I think. Anyway, it was really okay. good and I thought it was really well executed and I thought it was a really great take of reviving the Rocky franchise, which I think was absolute garbage. Yeah, but again, like going back to because you're just what you said kind of reminded me of like Martin Scorsese's uh, comments on the Marvel movies. It's it's the the narrative of the movie versus the cinematic execution of the movie. I thought the narrative and, I thought the narr- narrative was good. But the reason why I had to shut off is like it's so heavy handed. I get it. I get I get where this movie is going before. I don't need to watch this movie to know how it ends. And that is yeah. to me like a good movie. Sure. I shouldn't know the ending before I even watch the movie. I could tell from the trailer how that movie was going to end. That's the problem with trailers. That's it's the problem uh, with trailers now because I mean you watch an old trailer and it shows you the whole movie. Oh my god! Well, it's, no, they so they show this. They show like the gags, yeah. I guess, of, of what it would be. Trailers but are the worst. Let's just put that. They up. are. You should watch like half a trailer. They're like, they're like a blues song. Like every blues song, blues song should be like two minutes shorter than it ever is. Cole Gibbs is wondering if you hated blues today, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't remember. But Bobby's got weird things that he hates. Yeah, I do, but. It's true. It's like every blues song every should be blues, two minutes shorter, shorter. and every every trailer should be thirty seconds at max. Like, I mean, um, yeah, I'd rather just go look at production stills just to get a feel of what are you trying to do. Well, I don't. Even, I don't need to see a trailer ra- to watch I'd, a movie. I'd rather just go. I like going in fresh, as yeah. Frank Costanza said. Just let me. Go. I want to go in fresh. But just even watching. Even looking at the the cover of Creed, I'm like, okay, I get it. He rises up from nothing, and then he becomes the champion. But he's not nothing. No, he doesn't. He rise just up rises from up and he becomes a champion. Like, yeah, it's he fights it. He yeah. fights his is uh, is good. I mean, give it a shot. I did. I'm not saying do yourself a favor. It's not a do yourself a favor. It's not a do your favor, but it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow. Anyhow, I so, think a lot of but going back to my point of that though is that the the narrative in the movie again, most of the Marvel movies I see Mar- Martin Scorsese's point of I know Iron Man's going to survive. I don't need to know, but he doesn't. Yeah, spoiler. spoiler. But it takes what fifteen movies um, like in total. Yeah, and that and we we've talked about have we talked about that with like AMC and stuff about like just people dying. Let people die. Let people. Because, yeah, but because also, it's consequences. But I don't I don't go into a Marvel movie thinking like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is the one where Captain America gets it. Like, I w- I'm watching the story. I'm watching everything play out. I'm watching how everything resolves. But I, I don't for a second think that any of the characters are going to die until they get to the movies that are heavy-handed, like Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> I can deduce that yeah. something's going to end. Yeah, and that's... I, I, I'm a big fan of just... Like that's reality. Like reality in real life, I like being grounded in reality a little bit. Um, where if you go into a fight fifty times, you're probably gonna fucking get killed. Right. There's a chance. Like one of those fifty times, you're gonna get killed. Yep. Like just straight up murdered. And that's my problem with um. Marvel movies like 
I specifically remember Civil War. It was the Civil War trailer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, was the it The Captain War- America. War- yeah. Captain America Civil War. Iron Man Iron Man fight at the end or what do you No, no, there was a there was a scene shown in the trailer where War Machine, Don Cheadle mm-hmm. Don Cheadle, Don Chucks, uh, he like is being cradled in Tony Stark's arms. Right. And I'm like, Oh shit, you're gonna kill a war machine? And then in the movie, like there was a weird thing where accidentally War Machine gets shot down. And it's like, well, shit, no. Oh, my God, he's going to die. Yeah. He almost died. But then it's like, oh, no, he's fine. He's fine. I mean, he's paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh. But he didn't die. He didn't die. I'm like, oh, just let. And at about the same time, that was about when Glenn almost died on a, on Walking Dead. I'm like, what are you let, let these motherfuckers die. Yeah. Let them die. Mm-hmm. Just. You're not in these, but pe- it, it these shows people, if we're supposed to believe that these are real people with real emotions correct. and we're really supposed to care. Yeah. They're superheroes, but they need to have faults and they need to have weaknesses. And they, what's the greatest weakness being able to fucking die. Mm-hmm. And after getting hit by three missiles or whatever the fuck ever, yeah, you, falling, and out of the sky. falling after out of the sky by at 500 feet, mm-hmm. you need to be able to fucking die. Yep. And that didn't happen. And it pissed me off. Yeah. A lot. Where I would say that Martin Scorsese is correct, where it's more. It's, it's not cinema. Coast. It's not cinema. It, it, it's it's not cinema in that. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's I think cinema for me. And let me make some clarifications because I've had this conversations on multiple times. OK. Anything and everything is art. Yeah. Anything and everything is art. If and it doesn't matter if it's the creator or the consumer, um, if either of those parties see something and says it's art, it's art. Yep. Marvel movies, get this, are art. They are. Are they? This is the stinks. This distinction is: is it a high art? No, 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 no. no. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even go there. It's not because that's a mo- class system within art, and, and like, that's and that's that a, doesn't matter. It no, like. It, uh, as far as like for me, mm-hmm. uh, for me, if it's if it's art or not, and does it get certain um, passes from the First Amendment and st- and stuff like that? Um, I don't think they talk about any Marvel movies in the First Amendment, but anyway, I mean, we're gonna get there. <laughs> Marvel movies in the First Amendment dot com. Uh, <laughs> um, that um. Yeah, so I th- I think there's you can we can have grades of quality of art. Yeah, but that's that's all subjective. That doesn't but matter. It's, but it's all incredibly subjective. Yeah, that so there's no. And that's where the term cinema comes from. Me, like cinema and high art. That's I think that's I think that's what Martin Scorsese was trying to go with. Um, is it film? Sure, but is that, it, that's I agree with that. Like, and, is it is it deserving of winning best picture? I I can understand his frustration yeah. if it's being nominated for best picture or if it's winning awards for best picture because is it the best movie being made or is it just a fun ride? Like I I can understand right. that because like, he's both right and wrong in the same in the same sentence. Right. Because uh, I agree and disagree with what he's saying. I'm gonna go and say, but art is art 
it's all art. It's all it's art. It's fine. It's art. And it's completely all art. And to judge one as higher or lower, it's like you judging it's, no, it's a all pun right. being hacky comedy yes. and someone else finding yeah. it funny. And, here, and, so, and, that, and that's the thing I'm talking about First Amendment, right? Um, with puns being hackneyed, right? And it's a ranking system and it's all individualized and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My opinion on whether I think something's hackneyed uh, shouldn't affect your enjoyment of something. Correct. Or, or at least it shouldn't. And, and vice and, versa, and, by and, the way. And, if I, and if I say so... Then I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's just the that's the end game. Yep. End game. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. That's the end game. Is that it is if I tell you what you can and cannot enjoy, that makes me an asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it. Yep. Now, can we as a culture and a community and a society say that this has a little bit more uh this has a little bit more merit. This has a little bit more value than this. Sure. But you don't, but also it's not some authoritarian. You, if you don't, if you enjoy a Marvel movie, uh, you're not a bad person. If, I enjoyed most if, of them. Well, you are a bad person. <laughs> God, this is not working out. <laughs> so, but, but, you can enjoy things on different levels, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, what cinema is, I I think really Scorsese was going after. This is high art. It's not, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go and say, yeah, there's a class system, and in my opinion, Marvel movies are not a high art. Some movies, are, some of the Marvel movies, I mm-hmm. think, can rival that. It's an interesting approach to it's no but it's an interesting approach in the totality of the series in the totality of the movies it's an interesting approach to storytelling i i love it because i remember when they were coming on individually being like uh i don't i don't get it are these captain america movies really that good like fucking thor are you serious thor i didn't like but that's just because i have a dig with kenneth brana but but, uh the thor movie surprised me the most honestly Um, they are the ones that I was like, no, I'm not going to like these. Yeah. And uh, it was mainly, I thought Thor Ragnarok was really good, actually. Thor Ragnarok. I love um, that guy. But uh, Taiki Watutu, or, right? I can I can never, but, I'm bad with non-English names, by the way. And but European what I'm names. saying is, is that in the totality of their storytelling process. It's amazing. That's, that's a really interesting take. So whatever it takes to spoon feed the people in order to get them to go along with such a what like a a 10 years a 10 year movie or 10 years for me i i the idea I, 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 the idea that the only way we can really satisfy the masses is if we tell a story over 10 years that's not the way we you know that's not the way we tell stories well you know we've been we've been told by so many people that you know are Hey, our attention spans can be only measured in nanoseconds. So the idea that we're only going to be able to tell this. No, we're going to tell the story and we're going to tell it over his process of 10 years over 30 movies, you know, 30 yeah. hours or whatever. 60, 60, 60 oh, sure. hours. It's, I mean, it's a long time. That's the only way that, you know, we're able to tell the story and people come back for it. You I, know, think year after I think year. that's a brilliant experiment that worked out, you know, and, and it, it's a weird thing with our, our shortening attention spans we also crave that 
longevity of a story being played out. And if you can keep you, if it can keep your attention that long, and if it, especially if it can keep your attention with multiple yes. years passing between, you're yeah. supposed to put it in your own or the the order that it's supposed to go in, but it's not coming out chronologically. Yeah. That's very interesting. So again, is Scorsese right? Yes. Is he wrong? Yes. But yes. that's why it's art, though. That's why you get to have your opinion, and I don't get to do and my stuff. And at the end of the day, I mean. That's why I love the Fast and Furious series, and that's why and this, this could, could be, be a podcast. 